0: Hello and welcome to the Body Mind Biohacker Podcast, the podcast for purpose-driven individuals. Want to become a master biohacker? This show is designed to empower you with actionable, proven biohacks to improve your health, optimize your body, and achieve happiness and success. Hi, I'm Ryan Kimball, a certified ketogenic fasting health coach, serial biohacker, and personal counselor, and I'm the host of this podcast on this podcast we'll interview experts in their field and people at the top of their game as well as share insights that i have gathered over the years thanks for taking some time to be with me today and let's get right into it all right hello everyone and welcome today uh today we have a very special guest who i'm super excited to be talking to she is a board certified family nurse practitioner With a second master's in clinical nutrition, specializing in functional medicine, holds advanced training in habit coaching and mind-body medicine. She specializes in coaching women who are interested in personal optimization to get to the root cause of symptoms and create healthier, sustainable lifestyles. Absolutely amazing. She is also the creator of the Super Kitchen Project, a course in lifestyle brand to support one's journey of health and wellness through nutrition, habits, mindset, and create a kitchen system to help one thrive. Sounds like she handles everything to me. So I'm very happy to introduce you to Allie Birch. She's going to be talking to us today. And first, she's going to give us a little info about herself. So hi, Allie.
1: Hi there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be invited to do this. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. So, I'm Allie Birch. I'm a functional medicine nurse practitioner and I specialize um, in mind body medicine, habit coaching, um, and I have a virtual practice seeing patients um, all over the place.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. And I was really excited to be talking to you today because you have such a strong foundation in functional medicine and some of the information that you've already just talked to me briefly about, I think is absolutely life-changing. So I'd like to just start out with a little bit of explanation for everyone about what is functional medicine.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is a hot topic and, and actually functional medicine has been around for a little over 30 years. And I would say since Probably two thousand and five. It's really making um, the headlines. The Cleveland Clinic, which is a big medical center, opened a functional medicine clinic in two thousand and fourteen, and has really put it on the map. Um, Functional medicine looks at the root cause of symptoms and diseases, and it we call it a system system based biology. Or I'm sorry yeah, system biology-based approach to looking at somebody and their symptoms. So unlike conventional medicine where we separate things, in the world of functional medicine, we're really looking that things are interconnected, that, that each symptom or differential diagnosis could be of many different contributing factors. And so... Um, how it's different from conventional medicine is that, um, you know, there is, I would say one condition could have many causes. Okay. So let's take depression, for instance, um, you know, in the world of conventional medicine, sure, there could be several different reasons for the depression, but functional medicine goes a little bit deeper into the biology, into the biochemistry and, the way that we look at it is okay. Are there omega deficiencies, fatty acid, vitamin D deficiencies, magnesium, low thyroid, insulin resistance, and that you know there could be. And then the flip side, there could be um, one cause to many conditions. So take inflammation, for instance, and you know that could be linked to causing things like heart disease, diabetes, depression, arthritis, cancer. So as a functional medicine practitioner. I look at the human body in this very different way where I'm looking at the biology and how it's interconnected. Um, So with that said, that sounds complex, but it is in my medical training as an internal medicine provider, I worked in the conventional world for a long time. And I, I really saw this disconnect between how we were treating patients in the conventional world and things that we were missing. So a good example of this is, um, and I have brilliant physician colleagues who are some of the most brilliant people that I know, but there is this disconnect. And I, and I see it from the patients that see me that say, look, I, I, you know, all my labs are okay, but I don't feel well. And in the world of conventional medicine, there's not a lot to do for those people. And I'll go even further and say, that even if somebody has some sort of symptoms or you know hypertension or depression or reflux what we do in conventional medicine is use a lot of medications so the functional medicine approach is really looking at all right how can we go upstream and really look at what is the root cause of this so things like food sensitivities, um, inflammation, um, you know, lifestyle factors and, and then putting it all together. And, and, and so it's quite complex, but I'll have to say this, that, that, um, that the model, once you learn about the model, it starts to make a lot, a lot, a logical sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, by my mind is swimming with like, do you have any it, was that a good explanation or would you like me to explain more? Um, no,
0: That's a great explanation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I
1: like. um, what I would like to say though is um, when, I, so I will, I will say this. So as a conventional tr- trained provider who's been trained in this advanced method, one thing that we do really well is look at somebody's timeline, and so I love to tell people that that we really look at somebody's story, that we really listen to what somebody is feeling, and and try to make in the connections between, um, you know, what the, what they have been through, what their childhood was like, what their life was like. Have they had any trauma? And then really look at the foundations of sleep. Uh, you know, stress, nutrition, exercise, and then put all those pieces together to really create an in-depth plan for them. I think that method alone just helps people take a look at, you know, it's like taking a step back and looking at something um, from the outside and being able to, to make the connections, which helps the person make the connections of maybe how they got to this place. And the last thing I'll say is that, we do do advanced testing in functional medicine, looking at the gut microbiome, looking at genes, looking at micronutrients, um, looking at hormones and the stress response. And so that's like this other deep layer that conventional medicine uh, isn't quite offering yet.
0: Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sounds amazing. And uh, so just to uh, make sure I'm understanding, it Mm -hmm. sounds like functional medicine, just as the name implies, Looks at all the different functions that go on in the body, and even in a person's life and history, and works with that in order to create that optimal state of health the person's looking for.
1: Yes, exactly. That okay. was a that was a great synapse. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, great. So um, I think you covered a lot there, but let me ask you because I think I could ask a million questions based off of what you just said, but let me ask you this. Um, so I've heard that every person has a unique microbiome biome. It's like a fingerprint, right? So would your testing allow you to tailor what you do with a person exactly to what is inside of that person, so to speak on a microbiome level?
1: Yeah. So the research with the microbiome Has been exploding, I would say the last five to 10 years. And yes, that's true. We all have individual microbiomes, which can, which we know that can be linked back to even when we're in our mother's wounds, which is just amazing. And then how are we born by C-section or the vaginal canal? What we're exposed to as babies and children, like who are the people that we're laying on and do we have pets? And then even going further, have we had antibiotics in our life? Are we micronutrient deficient stress, and all of these things can impact one's microbiome. So I love saying that because it's kind of mind blowing to think, um, you know, there are right, there's so much out of our control of how our microbiome has been developed. And as far as testing goes, since we are in New York state, we, um, New York state's a funny state with some of the testing. And there are some tests that you can get some microbial diversity of what your microbiome looks like, but we don't offer those in New York state. And I, and I don't, I don't do those in my practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I do do testing for looking at the upper kind of GI system. It's a breath test, looking at bacterial overgrowth, also known as Uh, SIBO, S-I-B-O. And this is an overgrowth of bacteria that actually about 80% of people with IBS symptoms have. Um, It's not, and so there are two different types of bacteria that I'm looking for. Um, And then there's a stool test. And so I do do a lot of stool testing, which is looking at if there is bacterial overgrowth, um, along with you know pancreatic enzymes are we breaking down our food um however it's not spe- it might show me specifically of maybe 10 different bacteria that might be in overgrowth or in balance but it's not looking at the whole microbiome so in new york state we're not quite there yet
0: okay. understood mm-hmm. yeah understood on that uh, amazing though i mean that that we're at that level and able to help people in that way and that you can do that i think it just opens so many doors for people so Awesome. Um, I did want to bring up next the thing that I read about you and that you went over briefly earlier that I just think is absolutely possibly life-changing for someone. They can just take that information and, and use it to uh, improve everything about what's going on with them. So you mentioned this, this phrase of step into the identity that you are a healthy person. So this is super powerful and hit me like a ton of bricks in a really good way. I wanted you to, you know, explain that a little bit and then give us some, you know, ways that we can actually get into that position and start using that.
1: Yeah, great. I love that question. This is probably one of the favorite things that I love to talk about. And I'll give you a little background with where, and you know, where I've, where I've arrived here into the space of, which is really behavioral change. And um, as a nurse practitioner working in conventional medicine for, um, let's see, over a decade, um, working mostly in the hospital setting with very sick people, which I started to see, again, I talked about that disconnect between conventional medicine and integrative medicine, uh, which which I think of functional medicine to be in that integrative kind of space. And as I'm working through the hospital, I, I really started to recognize that most of the people who are laying in these hospital beds, most of these diseases are actually preventable. And it really saddened me saddened me in a lot of ways to think that our conventional primary care model and how we teach people about being healthy, right? there's a, We have a huge disconnect. We We don't teach people preventative medicine and how to take care of themselves. So I just want to say that it's not our fault, right? We're doing the best job that we can in the environment, in the world that we live in. And I later on, as I'm practicing functional medicine, started to realize, you know, I'm a medical practitioner, but I'm also a coach in a lot of ways, And I went back and did some training in habit coaching and behavioral health to really pull people to the side of, you know, we could do all these protocols and I could help you change your diet and people could get better. But if we don't change our behaviors, a.k.a. our habits, Mm -hmm. then right? My goal is always, how do we create sustainable health? So I want to work with somebody and I want them to not have to work with me or maybe another practitioner. I do believe in coaching though, right? We should all get, I get coaching. We should all get coaching. However, I want somebody to get this foundation and be able to sustain it. So the the basis of behavior and habit change is identity, and um, this is this was so mind-blowing to me because I connected to it myself, going way back to when I was a teenager, to co- college years, to growing a family, every I just want you to think about this. all of the changes that we make, a new job, right? I decided to be a nurse, that was my identity change. And so I now coach people into understanding that, It is so much about identity and stepping into being a healthy person, which like you and me, people are coming to us because they want a transformation. Mm -hmm. And so the number one first step is stepping into the identity of saying, I am a healthy person. I, and I say, I don't really, it doesn't matter if that's not your behaviors right now, right? The second, it doesn't matter if you, um, You know, are feeling like you're in this, you know, chronically ill place and, um, and maybe your diet isn't great right now in the second. Anybody can, in their, in their, you know, in their hearts and their mind, in their mindset, it's really about mindset that you can just say to yourself and step into, I am a healthy person. Then as you move through this, as you're making decisions, it's a good thing to reflect back on and say, Okay, would a healthy person stay up till 1 a.m. in the morning and get 5 hours of sleep? No. So then we can kind of shift and redesign our behaviors based on our new identity. So I'm always trying to pull people over to think about that because what we do a lot of times is we think about um somebody will say I want to lose 50 pounds. That's a goal, right? And so if you haven't shifted your identity into a healthy to being a healthy person, that is now who you are, then your goal of losing 50 pounds, right, could wax and wane. But as soon as you step into that place, you start to make decisions differently, you start to shop differently, you start to cook differently, you eat out and you're ordering differently. Um, So I just love talking about this because I think it was profound in my own realization. Um, And I've, I've just, I think it's a great, mindset kind of hack in some way to think about, um, you know, how do we go from being in our habits, which we all live kind of crazy, busy lives to actually making those behavior changes. And so that's really the first step.
0: Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. That That makes a ton of sense. So you step into that identity of a healthy person and from there, You start developing the habits and activities that cause you to get the results, if I'm understanding your point, the results of a healthy person, whether that's weight loss, handling pain, or whatever else it might be.
1: And I'd like to say this too, because we live in a culture where it's, you know, go big or go home. And- right? This is a perfect example. We can all relate to this, you know, New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to join CrossFit and you go for two weeks and, or whatever, right? And that's the go big, go home. When we're changing behaviors, it's about the small wins. It's about the 1%. So um, I love teaching this to my clients because we really do put so much pressure on ourselves to make these Huge life changes. and I just always like to tell people, if you're leaning into the one percent in the direction where you want to go to, that's a small win. Little small changes and what happens over time is that as you step into this identity and as you step into these little one percent small wins, you'll see over time that a lot of things have changed. Um, and remember, this takes time, right We also, in our culture, really feel that, um, things need to happen quickly. (laughs) And this is a lifestyle. This takes work and dedication. um, and we slide back, right. And, and healing and changing is not linear, right. It's really kind of up and down and back and forward. So having a lot of grace with ourselves and patient and self, I'm a big believer in, in uh, self-love and, um, you know, just not putting too much pressure on ourselves. I think it all ties in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, just as you say that, I'm thinking, okay, great. Yes. If a person is in the identity of a healthy person, a healthy person isn't perfect. They might have instances where they want to go out and enjoy something with their friends that's not quote unquote healthy completely. Um, But a healthy person would then get back into the habits that's going to maybe handle whatever they had in that time or overdid in that time or whatever. They're still a healthy person overall, and they still have those goals that a healthy person would have. Is that right?
1: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, um, right. Nobody is perfect. And, and I don't even like to talk about foods as good or bad. You know, I think that, that we should, we could I promote that we lean into, you know, healthy, whole foods, real foods. Um, And of course, like, it's okay to eat outside of that kind of realm. And, um, but yes, when you, when you're stepping into the identity of being somebody healthy, um, I kind of think about, right, it's kind of like resilience in some way, right? You're building up these skills and these are your kind of becoming, You know, being a healthy person, making these choices and having flexibility. I'm a big believer that we have to have flexibility. But as you practice the skill and, you know, exercise this muscle, you... Will easily kind of bounce back into you know, people go on vacation. It's out of our control. What, what we can maybe try to make healthier choices. But even if we don't, right, it is kind of bouncing back. I feel like the more we practice this, the easier it is to bounce back into a healthy routine. And um, this talking about the Super Kitchen Project was kind of born out of seeing about 98, 98% of the people that I work with really struggle in this area of. Um, creating a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And so this is a lot to do with in in the kitchen, but we can take those foundations and really use it in a lot of places. And so I'm a big believer in flexibility, um, not having guilt We're not perfect um, and doing the best job that we can. But if somebody wants to have a transformation and and lose weight or reverse a chronic disease or have more energy, um, there is... I think it's important to step into. This is this is the this identity piece is so is so huge in a lot of ways because then you can start identifying. I think it helps people get over that hurdle and have more of a commitment in some in some way, and it becomes a lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it seems like someone who is decided they're in this identity of a healthy person, and they've really made that decision, they would be inclined to go and find someone like yourself who has all of this knowledge and ability to help them with whatever might be stopping them from fully, you know, getting the benefits of being a healthy person, basically. And it sounds like a tool that you use is this super kitchen project to get people up to where they have the habits that back up their identities. Is that kind of right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Correct. This is, this has been my passion project, and um, now it's becoming. I'm leaning into so much of this in my business, and it's really exciting because it is. Um, saw, you know, I I just saw people struggle with this, and I I think it's hard. To, you know, I I have a lot of experience with this, and I really had to look back at how has the last 20 years of my life been? And, 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 and what are the things that I do now that help me be successful in creating these healthy habits? And um, and that takes time, and that takes practice, and I'm not even perfect at it. You know, I do the best job that I can, but when you have the foundation, so another layer of, of habits and behavior change is we think it's more about motivation so we live in a culture where and we hear this word motivation and, and motivation is a piece of behavior change but most people who are seeing us or thinking about this or listening to this podcast they're motivated they're thinking about it like they they are, they're attracted to you know wanting to improve their habits or their nutrition you know in their lives The motivation is there, but motivation is like a friend that's not very reliable. You wouldn't really call them to pick you up on time from the airport. Hmm. What is the trick is that, well, identity is a huge piece, but it's creating the systems. And so if we want to have behavior change, um, say, eating a healthier diet and sustaining that um, by creating the system in your kitchen, and this is really so much of what the Super Kitchen Project is about... Is about creating the foundation and putting the system in place. And that can help us with our behavior change. And so it's so much about creating um, the system. And I have a great quote. Okay. It's from James Clear. He wrote the book Atomic Habits, and uh, it's a great book. I would say anybody interested in this, go read his book. And he says, Goals are good for setting direction, but the systems, but systems are the best for making progress. And I I think if we step back and think about that for a minute, we can all relate to having a good system in place. Think about how that relates to your lifestyle and to your day-to-day habits. Um, It's a great hack. It's a great hack. And so the Super Kitchen Project takes all of this and puts it into a course. And and I'm gonna be teaching a lot of this. I'm running that sometime uh, like early summer.
0: Awesome. Wow, I, I was just blown away by that little bit you just gave us. So let's just take a look at this really take this home. If someone is going to, you know, create this life that is optimized for them, they make this decision, this decision to be in that identity, you know, step into the identity, you're a healthy person, and then they put in these systems that allow them to make progress. And then the whole thing, so somebody could just do that in their life and they'd be a whole new person, a whole new level, basically, you know? Yeah,
1: no, I, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that's where people get tripped up is that they have the motivation, they want to make this change, but the skills are right. They're, they're struggling with the skills. And I want to go back and say, Again, we were never taught this. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we we many of us have grown up in a household in a kitchen where we had working parents and ate processed food, and somebody nobody took a, t- told us how or taught us how to shop and cook well and eat well. And then, right, we live in these crazy worlds where we're you, know, you think about college students and how they're eating, right? Everybody's just doing the best job, and so unfortunately, the consequence to that are that we know that a lot of those let's just take nutrition. Poor nutrition can cause a lot of um, poor consequences with chronic illness and not feeling well and fatigue. So if we want to change that, it is really going back and thinking about your kitchen, like a system. And, um, I can give you a good example of, um, I don't tell a lot of my patients to do crazy like food prep, even though that's not a bad way. Um, uh, It can be really helpful. It's what people relate to and what they like to do. But if you say spend um, the other thing I find is, is people want this transformation, but there's no intention around it. So again, going, this all weaves into behavior change. We do have to have some intention, creating the intention. So that could look like sitting down on a Sunday or a Saturday morning and writing your grocery list and figuring out what you're going to make for the week. Um, That way, like I work at home and I know when I don't do this, then I'm not eating, you know, two or three dense nutrient dense meals in the day. And then I won't feel as energized Um, when I do a little bit of batch cooking and have some intention and have my grocery list and know the things that I'm making that week, I'm set up for success. I've created that system. So when I go to my kitchen for lunch, that I have exactly what I need and I don't have to sit there and and make food or right. Just graze. I think a lot of people have disordered eating and don't realize it. And that I think is a consequence of not having the system in place. So I love teaching people this because it does get people to this other level of thinking about, okay, I need to have intention. (laughs) And unfortunately we have to do it every week almost. And that's the hard part. Again, it's not being perfect. So you have the intention, you create your list, you go to the store, you make your foods. And the other piece is thinking about your fridge as a system. Now, when I open my fridge, if it's all, crammed in and messy and I have rotting food or I have old leftovers. So I'm a big believer in cleaning out the fridge once a week when you do your shopping and setting yourself up for success. I love using glass jars. Again, it's like you the visual piece is you open your fridge and you see what you have and then you can be more set up for success. So there's lots of different ways. I have lots of different examples of how to do this, but It is, um, you know, the same thing in the pantry, you know, doing a little pantry clean out and using glass jars, you ever look in your baking, right, I think we can all relate to this, our baking cabinet cupboard, right, what's in there, you know, it's like, too many things shoved in, you can't really see what's going on, when you pull that out, and you put things in glass jars, I love glass jars, and you have it all organized, then you can go in there and say, oh, I know exactly where that is, or this is even what I have. So a part of the super kitchen project is a little bit of that setting ourselves up for success in the, in the beginning, and then learning how to maintain and sustain that. Um, and that helps somebody really have those skills to, um, you know, step to, to have, it's really the system, right? So then you're creating that system that helps you be more successful. Um it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of, I'm having a lot of fun with this project and um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's growing right now and being born as we speak.
0: Awesome. Wow. I'm so yeah. happy that we got to experience some of what you had to share about that. And I really think that someone could use just what you've told us and create some life-changing, uh, you know, occurrences for them. But I do see that you have a whole, System in place that will allow a person to take advantage of that. So, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and take advantage of what you offer and whatnot, what are the best ways to reach you and find you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on um, I'm on Facebook. It's just my name. Um, I'm on Instagram, and that's at Allie A L L I E with a period in between. That my last name. So Allie A L L I E period Birch B U R C H. That's my private um, slash, you know, functional medicine page. And then I did create a Instagram page for the super kitchen project. And that's just at super kitchen project. Um, I'm really curating and doing a lot of stuff on Instagram and posting a lot. Um, and so I would say, go there. There's a lot of great information and posts already. It's only, it's, uh, it was born like a, a little over a month ago, but there's some great tips on Helping people just start that process. Um, My, I have a website. It's uh, my name, www.alliebirch.com, and that's my functional medicine website. You can send me a message. There's a contact um, uh, page through my website, and then um, I would say look out for the Super Kitchen Project stuff. I have a landing page with its own website. So it's going to be the superkitchenproject.com. I'm going to start a podcast all around this because I love talking about nutrition and helping people move from, I think so many people have this goal of wanting to live a healthier life, wanting to step into that identity. So I hope to help people and support them in getting the skills to do that. So that's what this whole project is about. Um, but that landing page is not live yet. So if you want to get on my email list, I would go to my main website, um, follow me on Instagram, and you'll start to see that I'm putting a lot of stuff out about that project.
0: Awesome. 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 Super exciting. Wow. Okay, great. Sounds like we caught you at the perfect time to be part of a, a pretty amazing project. So that's, that's great. I really appreciate all the information today. And um, is there anything else you would like to leave us with before we wrap up our podcast here?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, hmm. Yeah. I I just encourage everybody to, you know, we live in this world of wellness and pressure and being perfect. And I just want to say that we're all trying our best, that we are all perfect the way that we are, that um, I encourage people to listen to their intuition and be curious um, about their bodies. I mean, that is what I think I fell in love in medicine and, and I'm just so fascinated with the human body. We really are our own best healers in so many ways. I have a lot of people who come to me who just say, oh, my intuition, like my doctor told me I was okay, but something doesn't feel right. So listen to your intuition because a lot of times it's right. Um, you know, find a practitioner who can listen to you and hear your story. There's a lot of power in that. Um, And then the last thing I had was really like, again, think about stepping into that identity and, and play around with that and see how that feels. But it's been such a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you having me on and um, I hopefully look forward to more conversations.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Allie. Thanks for all the great information today. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. As a biohacker and health coach, I am always interested in helping others improve their lives. This is my passion. This is what I do. I help others. So I'd like to extend this offer to you. Send me any question about your health or your life and I will send you back a sincere answer with an actionable strategy that you can apply. No obligation. Just go to longevityfitnessandhealth.com and enter your question on the contact page. Or check me out on Instagram at longevity fitness and health and DM me. I've enjoyed bringing you this podcast episode today. Thanks and have a great day.